you, me, and the list. A podcast where I ask strangers to add a question to the list at the end of each episode. Let's see how the list grows this week. Hello. Welcome back. Brian's here with me again. Today we're going to be talking about what is your biggest achievement? You know, after the last one, uh, the one before that, I feel like people started going on uh, just kind of asking what was the most relatable thing that they just heard me ask them. You know, what is your biggest fear? To what is your biggest achievement? Uh, the next one is going to, again, kind of go down that kind of same line of thinking. Uh, I, again, it's like that interview question of asking, what are you going to ask someone? Uh, what is your biggest achievement? This person, you know, it's, it's hard because the, these questions don't really stand out as questions that are just like, oh, wow, I didn't think to ask someone that. Uh, I think it made it a little bit harder to kind of figure out what is it that, you know, made these questions unique about this person. Uh, I, I generally think that it was, uh, I guess, mid-level conversation. I don't think it was bad conversation uh but i don't think there was anything that particularly made me think oh yeah this is something that i'll remember for the rest of my life uh but the question what is your biggest achievement has a lot of weight to it you know i think every time i ask someone this question it is it's kind of like the stumper uh what is your biggest fear people think about quite a bit but when it comes down to asking someone what their biggest achievement is, it takes a little more thought and care into like cataloging different parts of your life and being like, I mean, honestly, this is also a question I kind of have to coach people a little bit through, which I, I don't like doing, but I do feel like it's hard for people to answer when it is, you know, what is your biggest achievement? For one, you have to look into yourself and be like, what do I feel, you know, is something that I can say that is an accomplishment that I've had. And I think a lot of people tend to think of themselves as quite normal, uh, which is, can be good. Uh, but I, I don't think that, you know, everyone's normal. I think people have distinct things about them. Even if you feel like you haven't done a lot of things in your life, I think that we all have our ups and downs throughout our life. Uh, and I think that there's a point of, you know, kind of coming to terms with that. But a lot of people uh, throughout this entire podcast, I feel like a lot of these questions have never, they've never asked themselves. You know, and when I hear this question in particular, what is your biggest achievement? I usually think about what is my biggest achievement lately in my life, because that's usually my biggest achievement. Because I'm always trying to get to that next level. Uh, sometimes, you know, if someone asked me that question, I could be like, oh yeah, it probably wasn't for like, it's been like two years since I felt that way about something I've done. But it's usually within like the, the last two years or so, or last you know couple of months or 
should, maybe it could be something that I did yesterday. <laughs> it was like, wow, that that was my biggest achievement in my life of just being able to get myself to do that. Uh, for myself, when I, I really think it is important. I really think it's important to ask yourself this question, not just once, but like kind of throughout your life to be like, what is my biggest achievement? What is something that I can kind of work upon and kind of get to next? And, you know, for a lot of people, it, I think that kind of opens up the idea of like, what exactly, or at least just cataloging what things have you done in your life, whether it be big or small, it's a good way of kind of giving yourself a measurement to kind of push forward in life. Uh, Brian, what, what do you think about that question? What is your biggest achievement? There's a lot of things. Uh, building off of what you started with was, I feel most people are find it very easy to be hard on themselves. They're always being hard on themselves and judging themselves. So when it's time to actually compliment themselves, they have a very hard time with that. Uh, most people. Um, so many things that made me think of that now I'm blanking on them. You made too many good points already. Um, I am amazing, thank you. Yeah, see, there you go. You compliment yourself. Um, for me, uh, like, yeah, it depends on times of your life what the achievement is. Like, some of the ones that I've had when I was younger, I like, I'm ashamed that that was the biggest achievement. Like, why was that thing so important to you? Whereas now it's like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, it totally does, because everything's based on, like, the context of what's been happening to you in your life, right? Mm -hmm. I think when I was younger, one of my biggest achievements was, you know, just not drinking. So, like, when I was mm -hmm. in high school, I hung with a lot of people that partied, a lot of people that drank all the time and stuff like that. And from, like, 16 to 19, I didn't drink. I would mm -hmm. go out to parties with people. And I'd party all the time, but I wouldn't drink. And I'd be like that one sober person at a party having a good time. And people that, were like, are you, you're just so fun. I, have, I wish I could just not drink and party. And it's like, yeah. oh, you probably it, can. <laughs> yeah, it's not too hard. That It is an impressive thing, especially in high school, peer pressure to still hang out with everyone and, while they're drinking. So right. it's a very tough thing to do. Which, that I don't think it's my biggest achievement, but that's one that I have been proud of myself of not becoming an alcoholic in the last year. Yeah, I yeah. mean, fair enough. I well, like that's the one thing I was very scared of when something like when somebody passed. I was like, do not become that person who just all they do is drink to forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to fall back on our coping mechanisms. Yeah, uh, or especially our dangerous ones. Mm -hmm. You know. I think it's pretty easy to fall back on bad habits yeah and it's good habits you know yeah it's kind of a shame that that kind of works out like that in life mm -hmm. but yeah i that I mean that was but i like look back on it and you know it's i'm not drinking is you know it was a big achievement in my life but i mean that always changes right mm -hmm. then i think the next big thing that i was like uh, it was the biggest achievement. It was just moving out of my hometown. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I know I moved away, but I didn't feel it was a big achievement, I don't think. Um, 
Yeah, it was just, it was honestly two, so I could get drink more pretty much, hang out with friends more. Um, and then when I eventually did move out of Manitoba, it was sort of to just because I saw the future of just like oh, just, it's the weekend, let's drink, and I was like, this isn't gonna end well. It's like there's no real future in that, which I heard. I believe Dak Shepard also had that realization when he was drinking heavily. He was just working enough to get enough booze to drink all the time and. He just woke up and he's like, I could see this being another 20 years and waking up. And so I got to do something now. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I had that realization with, like, a lot of friends. I mean, I stopped hanging. That was another Mm -hmm. big reason why I stopped hanging out with people when I was going through my depressive state in, like, my Mm -hmm. 20s. was just like, I just don't want to hang out with people and drink all the time. It's very boring to just sit there and drink. Like, Mm -hmm. you want to. And then I got, I had a roommate I've talked about before that when we would drink it would be like let's go out and dance and like yeah. have a good time let's that's go that's the out. way we'd always do it yeah yeah but i mean like that was more than my other friends we were just like hey let's go sit at someone's house and just drink right and yeah. i was like that's boring yeah. that's so boring well we'd like combine the two we go to a friend's house drink and then go up to the club once we've had a few in us to right. save money right yeah, yeah. i mean i I did that too. But, like yeah, we'd I, play like games and stuff, and then mm-hmm. kind of warm up ourselves for the night, have a little bit of fun at our pl- in the, like our our place, like my, yeah. when we were roommates, and then we'd go out somewhere, and yeah. take a taxi or something like that. Yeah, don't drink and drive, folks. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Yeah. It's very bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, comparatively to that, I was like the next big step. You know, move. I mean, what was big about the big achievement about me moving out of my hometown was that I started finding myself. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of things holding me back, like just being in that kind of environment. And yeah. I think it was kind of the same with you: is that you went out and you went for something that you want to achieve in your life. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is becoming an on-stage performer of improv. Yeah. I don't even think it was on-stage aspect that I was really interested in, so I wasn't sure I was going to like that mm. at all. Because I am very introverted person, and like when I was telling like anyone who meets me who doesn't know I do it, and I tell them, they're like, "What you? Nobody ever believes it. It is ridiculous, unless it's like somebody I'm dating. Because then I'll be more open and myself with them. But yeah, just strangers would never guess it. Um, but yeah, I just came out to do improv, and because I thought, oh, this will be fun. I'll be good at it because of how I like my conversations to go already. Me and my friend Charles, we'd always just sit around and like we could make each other laugh for like three or four hours. And then if there's other people there, we're going to make them laugh for three or four hours and then go to the club or whatever. And yeah, so I always figured, oh, I'll be good at that because yeah, I like to go on digressions in a conversation. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I I really admired the fact that you came out here to actually just do that. Right. I was, and it was actually the, like I found improv in that in that part of my life was like I moved out of my town and I felt like I can kind of open up to be someone more who I felt I was and And be who you think that who you are inside whereas when you have friends for so long they expect certain things of you and yeah so I always figure if I ever get to that point where I'm like oh I hate who I am or like what I'm doing it's like yeah just move somewhere else choose who you want to be Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And finding Dungeons and Dragons and then improv was like the two things where I was like, oh, this is what I want to do with my life. Yeah. This is like the fun things. This is the creative things. This is the thing that I feel like 
I can, I guess, latch on to and be like, this is something that I just can continuously keep doing, you know? Uh, And I think, you know, moving out of my hometown was an achievement because it made me find these other things, you know? And I was like a big Being on yourself, not having other people to rely on, for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, I know at one point my biggest achievement would have just been getting laid because it took so long. Right. Where I think every guy has that thing where it's like, yep, check that off. No longer that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just because it took longer than most at 26 years, I think it was, I'm sure I felt great about it. But now it's like, who the fuck cares? That made me who I am for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, you know, (laughs) it was interesting because I had sex when I was like 14 or something. Yeah, almost half the age. Yeah, but the thing is, is I never had a girlfriend until I was like, like my seventeen, and I only had that girlfriend for a week. My first girlfriend was probably like twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, it was not really a relationship. Yeah, it was bad. And then, well, I guess I technically had girlfriends in like middle school, but the first one was literally, I was being had my arms held behind my back, and I had to ask out this person. And the first time I like said it and I wasn't looking at them, they're like, no, you have to look at her. And it was just so that two other people could date because they wouldn't date unless we were dating. And like me and her name's Felicity, we're just good friends. And like, we'd always ride on the bus together. Mm-hmm. Like, of course I had a slight crush on her cause we were always hanging out. But it's like, uh, after that we just like didn't do anything about it and just right. let it sit. And then she started dating somebody else. And then people pointed out like, Oh, aren't you and Brian still dating? Like, did you ever break up? So then that's when it broke up, like, three months later, when nothing happened. Wow. Then, uh, yeah. Wow. So, not a girlfriend at all. Not a good person at all. <laughs> She's a good person. I think she should have been open about what she did. She didn't. She had nothing to do with it. I guess so. It was the other people. Yeah. Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a still a big fan of hers. She's a lovely human with uh, two humans that have come out of her... Uh, Okay, I'm a judgmental asshole, Brian. I get it. I get it. No problem. But what is your biggest achievement? Uh, I didn't think... Just because you made me feel bad that it has to be something recent. It doesn't have to be something. It's not going to be, don't worry. It it could be. um, My most recent one, I'm not that proud of it, but just getting out of a depressive funk. Because usually I can get out of them much quicker. This one just lasted a bit longer. So, but that's not really a huge achievement of mine right now. Uh, my one that I always go back to is uh, getting into the rookie league because that was a big like goal of mine to do within, I don't know, I think I probably set a time limit of like two years to get in. And I did it in like, I think a year and a half of when I started improv. And like, that was pretty impressive because most other people like have been doing it like five years at that point. But I just went so hard at it and like, this is what I love. I'm going to do it as much as possible go take classes everywhere and like get good so quick that it's just undeniable and i i mean dude you rose so quickly you said that you like started doing improv a little bit before i started doing yeah. improv i thought you were on such a meteoric rise because i remember like one of the first classes we had together i was like oh, yeah he's pretty good mm-hmm. but you had such a barrier of like being like uh, like kind of uncomfortable on stage and then I saw you like two months after that, and you were like a completely different person. Did you see me on stage? Not on stage. No, okay. No, oh, in like classes? in the class. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, All like, right. it was 
in a class of people, and then I saw you in like, a drop in or something like that, and you were like so much better. Yeah, but, like well, I was working it out in like drop ins to get comfortable playing with random strangers, mm-hmm. and then it's also so many of them are just there to like do it for the first time. So it's like, oh yeah, I I know how this works. So let's play. Right, but I mean, like another thing was like, yeah, it was a very quick rise, but it was also you being just like so that you're so dedicated to the craft and like you worked like you work graveyard specifically so you can do improv during the day and like you would work uh, i mean you work sometimes just like non-stop just so you can do improv but you'd always be doing improv and then you travel different places around mm-hmm. the world to be able to do oh, yeah I was, wor- I was working as much as i could just so- well, not as much as I could. I only had one job, so it's not like I was doing that much. But it was uh, when I was doing it for two months straight, it was literally just because overtime pays so much better. So it was literally pay off these bills faster so that I can do this again next year, go for another summer vacation to but learn improv. The dedication to it, too. And, like, I know not a lot of people do improv like that. Yeah, but it's the most fun thing you can do. I Like, to go to a, another city where everyone else is also coming to that city from all over the world to just be silly adults together and make jokes is the most delightful thing. And then you just get these friends for a week that are just, you're with them constantly, and it's just jokes. These are very funny people, and it's a delightful time all around. I recommend it for everyone. Yeah, I mean, you're... That likes improv. Yeah, that likes improv. But I mean, like, your your dedication to being able to do it was like makes your achievements so much better because you really did put a lot of time and effort and focus into doing that achievement, and you really did accomplish it. Like, there's some people put very little effort into it for sure. Sure, that don't know any of the games, which is why they took five years to get in there. Oh, some did it much quicker. Some didn't, though. Yeah, you know, and they. Felt like they did put in a lot of effort, but you really did put in the work. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's one thing I'm disappointed that I've not done as much lately. But there's not as many options for it either. But... Sure. Yeah, especially uh, where we live. So. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to those summer intensives again. Oof, They're yeah. gonna start opening up. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to save up some money, so nice. I'll probably be able to join you on some trips. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, my biggest achievement right now is you know finding the love of my life yeah, nice yeah. I, yeah although she found me so <laughs> being found yeah uh being appreciated you know for yeah. who i am as a person i think yeah that's it's always nice yeah i yeah. honestly even with yeah, like, somebody who sees you for you and then i also see her for who she is and like we were both at the same level because i've had someone that i've dated that was like you're the best oh yeah you're amazing oh i i always have trouble with that this goes back to what i started with saying is uh i judge myself too much so if somebody's saying like oh you're the best you're amazing it's like no i have this thing and this thing i'm working on like yeah i could be better yes yes uh and i ultimately felt like she wanted me way more than i wanted to be with that her. that always feels bad and, yeah yeah and i felt so super bad have to end it and she was for, and she was be. also one of the best girlfriends i've ever had yeah before this uh, one. sarah yeah, yeah uh would have been the best girlfriend i had her name was uh alexis 
Yeah, if you a ever good name. Yeah. Beautiful beautiful name, beautiful soul. Yeah. Uh and I'm I'm happy that she's found someone as well. That is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh way before me. Yeah. Too. I mean not surprised though. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. much more open person in the heart than I was mm. throughout my entire life. Oh so. yeah, I am not that open at all. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's it was at least an accomplishment of being in a place in my life to be able to accept someone kind of being there for me and me mm. being there for them. So yeah. it was just kind of like I was catches the off guard. It was, but it was like at a time where I was like, you know, when I actually started doing therapy. Mm. was like when i was like working on myself and being who i am and just like kind of allowing myself to express my emotions which is you know i've found hard in a lot of my life uh but yeah so like when i was i was just like in the right headspace i made myself so available to be open and stuff i was actually starting to date like a couple of different women at Mm. the time and then i found sarah and then i was like yeah yeah, you just Done. you know it when you find that person for sure. Yeah, I yeah I had the same thing where like, I was chatting with a few people, but once once I met them, I was like, nope, I know this is the one. Yeah, 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 definitely felt like yeah. There was yeah. undoubtedly it was just like yeah, you just yep. get that feeling. Yeah, no more needed. Done. Uh, yeah, I mean that was my biggest achievement. Uh, that has happened within the last. Over two years now. Yeah. Just a little bit over two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was my biggest achievement. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. Yours is more with somebody else, and mine is very egotistical. I think right. that's all we need to know about each other. Yes. Yes. We've we've learned something today. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for being here and learning with us. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Goodbye. You, me, and the list is an independent podcast produced and edited by Montana. Music is by Coma Media from Pixabay. Please like and follow us on all social media platforms at you, me, and the list. Thank you again for listening, and I hope to have you back. Take care, friend.